I thank you for supernatural recall of the scriptures. And I believe your word will flow accurately with power and authority, undistracted and hindered by any demonic force in Jesus' name. And we'll be careful to give you alone the praise, the honor, and the glory for all that will be revealed and accomplished through your word this morning in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, for the privilege I have of being a servant as I serve your family with this word that changes life. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody say amen. Come on, turn to three people, three people, and say, I'm ready to receive the word of God. Three people, three, 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 three. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lifting higher. All right. Um, we are doing part two of um, our message titled Following Jesus. Amen? Now, I, I told you guys a little bit last week what I was going to talk about today. Um, like uh, Mrs. Ndolo said, you should not try and be the Holy Ghost, right? So, I told you what I was going to talk about because I believe that's what I was going to talk about, but um, he said no. You will talk about that, but let's build up to that. Let's build up to that, all right? So he took me on, a, on an off-ramp nyana, you know, still on following Jesus. So this is part two, and um, I believe the Lord wants us uh, to emphasize on something before we get to our destination, amen? Now, I want to do a little recap of what we spoke about um, Last week, just look at some few things that we spoke about so that we can start on the right foot this morning. Now, we looked at the scripture in John 8, verse 31. If you have your Bible, turn to John chapter 8. And verse 31, Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples. Now, we looked at the word disciple. We looked at what the word disciple means. And what did we say the word disciple means? Follower of Jesus, right? Now, we established that being a disciple is being a follower. Is there no more children's church in this church? I see all the kids. They don't have children's church anymore. Are we on strike? We don't want children's church anymore. Just ask. All right. Now, he says in verse 31, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples. You are my disciples. If there isn't children's church, leave them. Because we can't go prepare for it now, right? Leave them. There is. Right, so parents take your children to the children's church. That's what it's there for. That's what it's there for. Right? 
If you are my disciples, abide in my word. You looked at the word disciple and we really said the word disciple is being a follower of Jesus Christ. How many followers of Jesus do we have in the place? In this place? Alright? Are we all followers of Jesus? Alright. Now, he says, if you are my disciples, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples. Now, the word abide, we looked at the word abide, and we said the word abide means to accept. It means to act accordance with. It means to observe, to comply with. The word observe means to keep to. The word observe means to hold to, to stand by, to uphold, to stick to, to heed to, to remain, to obey, to pay attention, to agree, to respect, and to follow. So in other words, we can read the scripture like this. If you accept my word, you are my disciples. Or if you act in accordance with my word, you are my disciples. If you comply with my word, you are my disciples. If you keep to my word, you are my disciples. If you abide, if you hold to my word, if you stand by my word, if you uphold, if you stick to my word, you are my disciples. If you remain in my word, if you pay attention to my word, if you agree with my word, if you respect my word, if you follow my word, you are my disciples. How many disciples of Jesus do we have in the house? Do you accept his word? Do you obey his word? Do you pay attention to his word? Are you sure? Do you hold on to his word? Do you remain in his word? Are you sure? All right. We're about to find out. You don't want the Bible calling you a liar now, right? We're about to find out. All right. And we also, we did explain the word, uh, uh, um, Jesus, that um, a disciple is a, I mean, the word disciple, a follower is a, a disciple is a follower of Jesus. Now, today we're going to uh, deep into a little bit of what Jesus ex expects from his disciples, right? Which is something that we also briefly looked into. Now, John 13, we're still doing a recap. I haven't started with today's teaching. John 13, from last week, in verse 34, he said, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Say this. Say, Jesus commanded me to love others. All right? And then he did not only say we must love one another, he told us how to love them. So Jesus did not only tell us to love people, he told us how to do so. Can you close this door, yeah? Jesus did not only tell us how to love people, he told us how to love them. Let's find out in the same verse how Jesus said we should love them. Verse 34 again. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another. And then he says, as I have loved you. How did Jesus say we should love others? Say, Jesus commands me to love others the same way he loves me. Now, that's another level of love right there. Amen? That, that's a whole new game. He says, love others the way I loved you. Now, if you don't know how Jesus loves you, of course you won't know how to love others the way Jesus wants you to love them if you don't know how he loves you. So we need to find out from the word of God how Jesus loves us. I don't have time to do that. Probably will do that next week, right? Find a probably. Mamtolo probably. Because I don't know what the Holy Ghost may want. Probably. All right. Are we together, family? 
He says, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. And then in verse 35, he says, by this, by this what? By this what? Are we not having scriptures today? Where's my Come on, to be where she's supposed to be. Amen? By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. How will people know that we are disciples of Jesus? By preaching Jesus? By carrying a big Bible? By going to Bible school and we quote 50 verses out of, without reading them? How would people know that we are Jesus' followers? So according to Jesus, people will know that we are his followers if we do what? If we love one another. If we love one another. So what's the point of us screaming about Jesus and yet we walk in hate? What's the point of us carrying big Bibles and yet we are unkind, we are ugly, we are mean to people? Hello? What's the point of that? It, it sounds to me that nothing impresses Jesus but love. Jesus is not impressed with how good I may preach the gospel. Uh -uh. He's impressed with my love walk. How is your love walk? Hello? He says, if we are his disciples, we will love. We will be known by loving if we are his disciples. That's what he said. It's not what I said. We are commanded to love one another. Amen, family? All right, let's get into today's teaching. Now, I want to start today's teaching with a question. Here's my question. How many of you know that Jesus loves you? It's a simple question, right? How many of you guys, you know in your heart, you are sure in your heart that Jesus loves you? Some of you guys are looking at me like, I wonder what trap is this? <laughs> I wonder what is he trapping us? How, how many, let me say again. How many of you guys are sure? You are convinced that Jesus loves you. Like all of you guys are convinced that Jesus loves you. All right. Okay, cool. What gives you that assurance? What gives you that assurance? All right, I, want, I want three people. Someone said something here? His word. What, what, what in his word gives you assurance that he loves you? What in his word? What does the word of God say? He loved the world, did he what? He gave what? Okay, for who? I'm talking to you. For who? For you. So you know that Jesus loves you because he... Oh, okay. Awesome. Someone else. Someone else. Come on. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah? Yeah? Looking at your life, what you are now, you know it's the work of Jesus. Oh, okay. Pumpy wants to tell us something. No greater love. So he laid his life for you. That's, that's how you know that he loves you. Okay, cool. All right. Looks like Jesus has got some proof that he loves you, right? All right, cool. How do you know? The same, same, the same. You got nothing new, nothing different? Hmm? Hmm? Hello? Hmm? All right, think about it. Think about it. And someone else? Huh? The peace. Well, what peace? Peace, peace? peace around the world. Hmm? So, so, so you know that he loves you because of the peace that you carry. All right, okay, all right, all right. Proof to his love is peace. Yes, ma'am. How, how do you know Jesus loves you? You've made a lot of er errors in your life. Maybe he could have killed you and he, he still kept you. 
Jeez, you're still here. After everything that you've done, you are here. Jesus, hallelujah. So you know Jesus loves you because, Jesus, I don't deserve to be here. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This side, anyone, anyone who knows that Jesus loves them? Anyone? They're beating you guys. Or, or, or they quoted all the scriptures that you know. Come on now. Come on now. I'm doing this. Give me scripture higher. Give me scripture. First John 4, 9. Yes, first John 4, 9. What does it say? Uh, it says, uh, <laughs> he loved us. Uh-huh. So you know that he loves you because he said so. Okay, thank you, Muhu. Thank you. Yes, you understand? How do you know Jesus loves you? Because of his works upon your life. Okay, all right, all right. He, he did what? He knew you before you were born. Now, clearly there is evidence. There is proof. Amen? There is proof of Jesus' love for us. Tell someone next to you, say, this is a setup. All right. All right, so, so that all of these things that we said which are true, they, they give us assurance of his love for us. Lynn, where are you going? Oh, oh, cool. Now, how many of you know, how many of you say love Jesus here? Again, how many of you guys say you love Jesus here? Oh, now no, the hands are now. There are now a few now. Now, 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 this is a different question. The, the, the previous question was, how many of you know that Jesus loves you? And we proved, we, we, we looked into some evidence, into some proof. You gave me some proof that he loves you. Now, my question is, how many of you love Jesus? Can I see how many of you love Jesus? All right, okay, love Jesus. How many of you would say, I know Jesus knows I love him. I know you guys will say, I know that Jesus knows that I love him. These hands are a few now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How many of you guys will say, I know that Jesus knows that I love him. I'm confident that Jesus is sure of my love for him. Okay. All right. Let me see what I said here. All right. Okay. Here's a question now, which would bring me down. How do you know that Jesus knows that you love him? Give me proof, evidence. Uh -huh. Your intimacy with him. All right. Yes, ma'am. He's the God that searches the heart. He knows the desires of your heart and the motive in your heart. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. These are biblical answers. Yes, yes, sir. By you spending time with him. Oh, Jesus knows that you love him because you spend time with him. All right, cool, cool. All right. By following his instructions. Which one? <laughs> don't, don't give me broad. Which one? Which one? Higher. Gun, 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 gun. Which one? When he says wake up and pray. When he says wake up and pray. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. 
Yes, sir. Ah, the Holy Spirit bad wisdom with my spirit. <laughs> Shit. I, I, I can Michael Jackson that. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's find out what Jesus says about those who loves him. Let's find out how Jesus says he will know that you love him. Am I saying it right? Is my English right? Let's find out from the word how Jesus says is evidence, proof of our love for him. Can we do that? All right. Let's go to John 14, 15. John 14, 15. I will love it on the... Is Manana back? Manana, John 14, 15. Listen to what Jesus says. If... Come, Manana, man, come. Manana, come, man. If... Come on, let's all read it. If you love me, keep my commandments. What did Jesus say? He said, keep my commandments if you love me. Mañana, go with me to 1 John 2, 3. 1 John chapter 2, verse 3. First John, now we're still talking about following Jesus. Come find first John in my Bible. There we go. All right. Can we all read first John 1, first John 2, 3? Are you ready? Read. Now, by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. Now, that word keep can be translated to the word obey. Now, let's replace the word keep with the word obey. Can we do that? Right. With that in mind, let's read. Ready? Read. Now, by this that we love him, if we obey his commandments. Now, it's very clear from the word that Jesus says, I know that you love me. And what makes me know that you love me is when you obey my word. So in other words, we prove Jesus that we love him by obeying his word. We prove to Jesus that we love him by doing what he says. Are you with me? That's how we prove that we love him. We don't prove that we love him by going to church, even though it's good to go to church. We don't prove that we love him by praying, even though it's good to pray. We prove that we love him by doing his commandments, obeying them. And his commandments will say, go to church, pray, do all of this. But obedience to his word is proof 
that we love him. That's what Jesus says. So those, I mean, if you go around the streets and you ask people in the streets, do you love Jesus? What do you think you'll get? A lot of people will say yes. Even in the church, they'll say yes. But if we do not do what he says, then we don't love him. That's what he says. You don't love me if you don't do what I say. Now, we're going to find out some of the things that Jesus says we should do. We're going to look into some instructions that Jesus has given us. We're going to look at some commandments that he gave us. And we're going to check whether we are obeyer of those things. Because if we're not, then our love walk, our love in Jesus is questioned. Can be questioned. Am I right? Let's go. Now, let's go to John 15, 12. Look at John 15, 12. A few things before we get there. John 15, 12. We're going to be a bit quick, manana, so you must catch up. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Say, Jesus commands me to love others the same way he loves me. Is Jesus patient with you? Is Jesus kind with you? That Jesus listen to you when you speak? So how are we supposed to be with others? Kind. Patient. Considerate. Whatever it is that we expect Jesus to be to us, we have to be to others. However Jesus is with us, does Jesus forgive you of your sins? Like we heard there, she does not, she knows that she is here because of his grace. Is Jesus gracious with you? So why are we ungracious with people? Why are we unkind with people? Is that how Jesus is to us? We expect him to be kind. We expect him to be patient with us. We expect him to be considerate. We expect him to be uh, thoughtful. We expect him to treat us well, to provide for us. We expect him to listen to our prayers. Yet we, we're expecting him to do things that we are not prepared to do. We know we argue with people. We mean with people. We gossip about people. We criticize people. We look down on people. Hello? That's not what Jesus does with us, and that's not even what we expect Jesus to do with us. Yet, we consistently do that with others. Consistently. We are consistently ugly instead of of consistently loving. But his disciples do what he says. Luke 631. Luke 6.31. He says, and just as you want man to do to you, you also do to them. Exactly as you expect others to do to you, do the same. Do the same. It's like, you know, sometimes when we behave like little kids. Mommy, mommy, 
John was mean and screwed to me. And tomorrow, that child is the one that's ugly and mean. Sometimes when we defend our children, it's like we, don't, we forget that they are, kids are mean. They're mean at school. But we want to go and stand up before John and say, why are you mean to my children? You know how many children your child has been mean to? Hello? He says, just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them not more. At least do the same. But you can do more as well. 1 Corinthians 16. 1 Corinthians 16 and 14. 1 Corinthians 16 and 14. He says, let all that you do be done with love. And we know that God is let all that you do be done, how? Like, if everything you do is done with love, what kind of results do you think we will see? Let everything you do be done with love. In other words, do nothing outside of love. If it's not in love, don't do it. Don't say it. Let everything you do be done in love. Proverbs 17, 17. We are looking at what it takes to be a disciple of Jesus, a follower of Jesus. All right. Proverbs 17, 17. He says, a friend loves at all times. And a brother is born for adversity. A friend loves when, what does all time mean? Does it mean only when the sun is shining? Does a friend only love when I'm in agreement with him? Does a friend only love when things are going well? Does a friend only love when they do something for me? Does a friend, does all mean even when things are bad for a friend? Does it mean even if the friend offends me? come our love is limited by other people's actions? And we like to call things like, I don't want people to take advantage of me. What scripture is that? What scripture is that? No, no, you know, you know, you know if I keep being nice and, and continue being nice, they will take advantage. What scripture is that? I mean, if that's the word you live by, whose word is that? You know, you know, you know, you know, no, I, I won't be nice to them because they don't appreciate my, my good deeds. What scripture is that? Are we supposed to be good to people just because they appreciate what we do? Or are we expected to be good regardless of, in fact, we don't even have to be concerned about what they, how they respond. There's an English term, my dictionary, there's a, my, my, there's a dictionary that talks about, is, is it reciprocate? Ha <laughs> 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 we, we should not be concerned about that. Uh-uh. I will be good to you. I don't care what you do with my goodness. Because I'm good to you, not based on your efforts or your actions or your performance. I'm good to you because he's good to me. You know, my goodness is based on 
His goodness, not on you, because you're not good anyway. So, uh, so my goodness, my, my, my goodness is based on His goodness. So if I base my goodness on you and you are not good, I'm going to be like you. I don't want to be like you. I don't want to be ugly. I don't want to be mean. I don't want to treat people as they deserve. I want to treat people the way he treats me. He treats me in ways I don't deserve. He gives me his love that I did not earn. I did not pay for, I did not work for. I, I, listen, I'm, I'm not even qualified for his love, but he gives it to me. He, give, he showers me with his love, regardless of my performance. If I don't pray, he loves me anyway. If I don't give him a church, he still loves me. So I'm determined to love the same way as he loved. Because when you know how you are loved, you'll be able to love. That's what he said. Hello. Are we followers of Jesus? These amens are going down. Romans 12. Romans 12. Verse 9. He says, let love be without hypocrisy. Other translation says we must be sincere. In your love. What is a hypocrite? What is hypocrisy? Come again? Someone, someone who's loving for their own benefit. They're a hypocrite. Two-faced. Two yes, sir. Aha. Aha. Woo, shit now. A hypocrite. That's Pastor Mdolo, a hypocrite. It's someone who tells you to do something, and they themselves can't do it. Not that they can't, they can, they just won't. There's a difference. There's a difference. They can, they just won't. Listen, someone says, oh, these commandments are hard. Are you sure? Is it, is it this scripture, Lord? Uh, let's check 1 Corinthians 13.4. Commandments are hard. They are hard. They are hard. No, no, that's not the one. Commandments are so hard. We did look at the scripture. We did not write it. We did not write it, Lord. Our Lord, Jesus. Looked at the scripture. Just hold on. These commandments are hard. It's uh, Don't tell me yet. I want them to see it on the screen. You could be right. I don't know. You are very right. No wonder you are the dean of the Bible school. First John 5.3. First John 5, 3. <laughs> these, these commandments are very hard. Lord, they are hard. I can't do them. I can't do them. They're too difficult. Lord, no. Me, I want to be mean. Mean is easy. Ugly is easy. Gossip is nice. No. Come, First John 5, 3. For this is the love of God, that we obey his commandments. 
and his commandments, they are not burdensome. They are not hard. He says his commandments, they are not hard. So I don't know what scripture you're quoting when you say they are too hard. They are not hard. Say, Jesus said, his instructions are not hard. So what's the opposite of hard? They are easy. They are easy. Loving you is easy. Being kind to you is easy. Being friendly to you is easy. Being considerate, easy. Easy. Nothing hard in that. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. The problem is that I was thinking, I was thinking, thinking. We've got stinking thinking. Let me show you. Romans 12, 1, 2. They are not burdensome. They are easy. But our problem is our thinking. What kind of thinking? Say stinking thinking. You don't want to say it like my, my, my thinking is not stinking. Yeah, if he's loving all the time, he's not stinking. He says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the message of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable, which is your reasonable service. Say, God says, I must present my body a living sacrifice. And this is how he says, I must present it wholly acceptable to God and that is a reasonable service. Pastor Abi expects us to be on time. That's unreasonable. Jesus says it's a reasonable service. The Lord expects us to pray every day. That's too hard. He says it's a reasonable service. He expects us to serve in the church and to give our offerings. That is too hard. He says it's a reasonable service. He expects us to pray for others and do good to those who do us wrong. That's hard. He says it's a reasonable service. In other words, it's a primary expectation of you. It's not a big deal. There's nothing. In fact, he says, you don't make me proud by doing that because it's reasonable. Yeah. It's, it's a standard. It's, it's lower grade. There, there, there are things that are, I expect more of you. That, that is lower grade. We're still struggling with reasonable. We're still struggling with reasonable. You still love me? Are you sure? Hmm. Now look at this. Let's look at some things Jesus has instructed us to do. I'm going to read this very fast. I'm going to read this very fast. Tando, I'm doing this for you. He's not even there. Jesus said we should love the Lord with all our hearts. That's Matthew 22, 37. Jesus said we should love one another, John 13, 34. Jesus said we should be at peace with all men, Romans 12, verse 18. Jesus said we should not think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think. That's Romans 12, verse 3. Jesus said we should be nice to strangers because in doing so, some of us as entertain strangers. That's Hebrews 13 verse 2. Jesus said we should pray for our enemies. That's Matthew 5 43. When was the last time you prayed for your enemy? Jesus said 
do good to those who hate you. That's Matthew 5, 43. Jesus said we should be givers, Luke 6, 38. Jesus said we should never stop praying, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. Jesus said we should obey our leaders, Hebrews 13, verse 17. Jesus said we should not neglect the gathering of the saints, Hebrews 10, 25. Jesus says husbands, love your wives, Ephesians 5, 22. Jesus said wives, submit to your husbands, Ephesians 5, 25. Jesus said we should raise our children in the ways of the Lord, Proverbs 22, verse 6. These are some of the instructions from Jesus. And I like this one where he says we should do what? We should pray for our enemies. Right now, close your eyes. Think of anyone that you think is your enemy. Or anyone that regards you as an enemy. Think of anyone that hates you. Or anyone that you think hates you. Now let's pray for those people. Open your mouth and pray for them. Pray for them right now. Let's do the word. Let's do the word. Ask God to bless them. Ask God to increase them. Ask God to keep them healthy and strong. Ask God to bless the work of their hands. Ask God to protect them. Declare that the angels of the Lord are camping around our enemies. In the name of Jesus. Tell God that you forgive them. Forgive them. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen, family. We are followers of Jesus. Jesus says he knows that we love him if we do what he says. When was the last time you did exactly what we just did? When was the last time you prayed for your enemies? He says, do good to those who hate you. Who hates me here? I'm going to do good to you. Who hates me? Who, who, who hates me? The Bible says I must be good to those who hate me. I've got a thousand rand in my bag. I want to give it to my hater. Now you hate me. Now you hate me. You hate me now. Lynn, you hate me. And Tanimario. Now, the Bible says, do good to those who hate you. What does doing good mean? Show them goodness. How do you show goodness? If, I, if I'm praying, I'm not showing you. you know? If you hate me and I pray for you, that's good, but you don't see it. So I'm not showing you goodness. Well, I'm a guy in fish. Yeah, I must give you. Yeah, I must give you. Amen? Is that the word? Let's go to John 14. John 14. Being a follower of Jesus is... Doing what Jesus says. The, the, the world will never encourage you to do what I'm talking about. In fact, if Tano is going to put some of the things that I'm saying on Facebook, they're going to criticize you. will hear the comments. They'll tell you this is not realistic. Who said we have to be realistic? I'm not realistic. I don't want to be realistic. I want to be wordlistic. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> I, I don't want to be realistic. 
what is what is realistic? This is not this is not normal. I don't want to be normal. I don't want to be normal. No, of course it's not normal. I don't serve a normal God. Huh? So I don't do normal things. Hello. This is insane. How can he say this is insane? Well, he said that the gospel is foolishness. Hello. To those that are not of the spirit, it's foolishness to them. But to us, it is the power of God. What you consider as foolish is power to me. Hello. Keep looking at my power as foolish and see how it struts you. John 14. John 14. Let's look at verse 21. John 14, 21. He who has. What does the word has mean? Who possesses. Who owns. He who has my commandment and keep them. So there is having and keeping. Uh, having and we, 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 we've got many havers, but few keepers. To keep is to obey. We have a lot of havers, but few obeyers. He did not say. Those that have, he said, the ones that have and obey. Have and obey. The things that you have, that you know, that you've memorized, do you do them? Do you do them? You're full of the word, meaning you can quote scriptures. You got scriptures. But do you do them? How many of the word that is in you do you do? How, how much of the word that's in you do you do? You're a Christian, full of the word, yet you walk in hatred. Full of the word, yet you walk in unforgiveness. Full of the word, yet, yet you keep saying, but you're full of the word. You pray hours. Your is walks in. Jesus, you Hello? He who has my commandments and keep them, it is he who loves me. The one that loves me is the one that has and obey my commandments. And he who loves me will be loved. Now he takes it to another level. He says, and that one who has my commandments and obey them, the one that loves me, that one will be loved by my father. Oh, who will be loved by, by the father? Jesus, Naaman, are you not contradicting yourself? You said you love everybody. Is this a different kind of love from the one that we know you love everybody? Is this a different one? Because you're saying here, the one who love, who has your commandments and they obey them, it is the one that loves you and that one is the one that will be loved by your father. 
And he says, and, and I will love him. So the father will love him. And I will love him too. And, and not only that, I will also take it to another level. And after they are loved by the father, and I loving them, I will now manifest myself. He says, I will manifest myself to the person. In other words, I will reveal myself to the people. But, but Jesus, I, th- I thought, I, I thought, I thought, I thought you already revealed to me. Yes, there, there are levels of revelation. There, there, there are levels of manifestation. I will reveal myself to that person in such a way that when others come in contact with them, it will be as if they're coming in contact with me. Woo! When others, when others, when others deal with that person, there'll be no difference between how they deal with me. That's the love of God right there. That's the love of God. That's the love of God. Are you with me? No, no, no. Let's, you know, let's, let's not, don't ever be too quick to finish a scripture. Analyze the scripture. Look, look into the scripture. Break it down. Read it line on line. I got stuck. There's a scripture that I got stuck in. At the, in the office. And I got stuck. I could not move any further. I was just stuck. Because the Lord was just loading me, you know. Load or download. Help me now. Downloading. Oh. Download. Which one is load? Yeah. I hear you. Download. Which one is load? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We want to know. We want to. Yes, sir. We download from the heaven. We learn English here. Thank you, Mum. Thank you. We learn English here. Are you with me? I don't think you heard what I said. This is Jesus revealing himself to us. But it does not end here. Jesus don't want us just to know about him. He does not want this to end at head knowledge. No, he wants us to get to a level whereby our lives manifest him. And our lives will not manifest him if he has not manifested himself to us. Hello? So when I have experienced the love of the Father, I did not just read about it. His love is not just head knowledge, but I have experienced it. It has been manifested to me. I will know how to give it to another because I know I I was never deserving of his love and he gave it to me anyway, so I will not expect you to deserve me, to deserve of my love, I'll just give it to you anyway. So in other words, what you do is none of my business. It does not concern me. When you are ugly to me, I'm not moved. When you are mean to me, I'm not bothered because I don't look to you. 
I, I don't look to you. I, 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 my eyes are focused from elsewhere. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where cometh my help? My help comes from the Lord. The Lord helps me to love you. The Lord helps me to be nice to you. The Lord helps me to be kind to you. Your, your performance is none of my business. Your performance is your business with the Lord. You, you keep being mean and ugly and all those things. That's you and the Lord. Me! That's why God says, mind your own business. Mind your own business. Hello? He says, he who has my commandments. And obey them. It is he who loves me. That's the one that loves me. There's something powerful that I wrote. I want to now pass it up. I'm out of time. I want higher, higher. Now, now I'm out of time, Pastor Tips. Oh, now here's the scripture now. Here, here. How? Here, first, first John 5.3. When I'm close. Were you with me when I was preparing with the Lord? Turn in down. Funan lap. This is what I wrote. Jesus gave us instructions for our well-being. For our own good. Listen carefully. There are things that will not work until certain things are in place. Let me read that again. Jesus gave us instructions for our well-being. He gave us instructions for our own good. There are things that will not work when certain things are not in place. Don't tell me about grace. We have a responsibility. There are things that are on the other side of your obedience. Grace does not mean Jesus obeys on your behalf. Jesus gives you the ability to obey. There are things on the other side of your obedience that are waiting for you to obey. Until you obey, you cannot access those things. No, 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 but, but, but Jesus has died for everything. Jesus is my access. Yes, but you only tap into it if you obey him. If you obey him. Then if grace did it all for us, then he did not need to give us instructions then. Then let's throw away all his instructions because he's already did it for us. Yes, he went to hell so that we don't have to go to hell, but there are there are people going to hell. Because in order to benefit of that which he did for you, there's something you have to do. There's always a responsibility. I'm not preaching law. Uh -uh, that's not what I'm doing. I'm preaching the very grace. 
He said, give and it will come back to you. Now, I don't have to give because Jesus has given on my behalf grace. He said, love others. No, I don't have to love because Jesus has loved on my behalf grace. No, that's grace misplaced. Grace misused. Grace misunderstood. I can't go and live like the devil and expect everything God has in store for me and say grace. Everything in your house, parents, is available for your children. Amen? It's available for your children. They don't have to perform or earn it, but there are certain things that you expect of them, and they also know. There are instructions given to me by my parents, and if I don't do those things, it won't go well with me. Imagine your child saying, Ah, oh, Mama, have grace. Papa, have grace. Taylor likes to meet when he says, Daddy, you are a pastor. <laughs> so she knows how a pastor, Daddy, you are a pastor. The other day she said to me, I wonder if I tell your church what you do. <laughs> I said, Taylor, you are threatening me. He says, well, I'm just saying, I don't, know, I don't know if I was to tell your church. Because I was being hard with her. We're about to learn this. Jesus gave us instructions for our well-being, for our own good. There are things that will not work when certain things are not in place. We need to set our lives in order, family. God does not bless disorder. But when he sees that we're making effort in obeying his word, James 4 verse 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. No, no, Lord, I don't need to draw near to you. Jesus died, grace, just draw near to me. We're not on your own. No, he said, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Amen, family? Go to Ephesians, Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6. Yes, there's nothing wrong with us having fun in the presence of God and, 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 and having a good time and singing and dancing. That's also good. God loves it when we have good time in his presence. It's, got nothing, it's not against that. But let's not do that and forget the serious stuff. This is serious business. Love is a serious business. He died because he loved. Now, in Ephesians 6, look at verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. Don't be strong in your own power. Be strong in his power, in his might. He says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The wiles of the devils can also be translated as, as the strategies of the devil or the weapons of the devil or, or the, the, the missiles or the arrows of the devil, whatever the devil throws at you. Hello? The deceptions of the devil, the lies of the devil. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. This is what I want us to focus on. Verse 2, 12. For we do not wrestle Fight war against flesh and blood. 
We do not wrestle. We do not fight. Our war is not against flesh and blood. Say, say people are not my problem. I don't fight with people. Yes, we do fight. But let not our fight be misplaced. Yeah, you can say it, but that was for me. You can say it. Your fight should not be misplaced. You know why we keep on getting frustrated, losing our peace, and, 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 and you know, feeling miserable and all those kinds? Because we're fighting the wrong fight. We're fighting the wrong fight. He told us who not to fight. We do not fight against people. It's flesh and blood. But, yes, we do fight. But our fight is against principalities. Our fight is against powers. Our fight is against rulers of the darkness of this age. Our fight is against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. What are those? What are those? I don't know principalities. I don't know powers. I don't know rulers of darkness of this age. I don't know spiritual hosts of wickedness. I don't know. Those are demonic levels. Demonic levels. Powers. Evil powers. That we fight against. Not people. However, the powers that rule them. The spirit that is ruling them. The spirit that is controlling them. The same way as Jesus rebuked Peter and he said, Get ye behind me, Satan. He was talking not about Peter per se, but the spirit behind what Peter was doing or was saying. Some people say things, but not from the right spirit. The other one was rebuked by Paul. And they sounded like they were acknowledging that God had worked in the man. And they were praising that God had worked in the man. But Paul rebuked her. It was Paul, right? He rebuked her. Because she said the right things, but from the wrong spirit. From the wrong spirit. She did not mean it. She did not mean it. It did not come from the heart. Hello? Do you know we can be full of the Holy Ghost and we can be brothers and sisters and we can operate from the wrong spirit against one another? We can operate from the wrong spirit against one another. Hello? I believe the devil cannot possess a believer, but he can influence him. Can influence you. Possession is ownership. You can't own the Holy Spirit and the devil at the same time. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. God cannot share a, a, a temple with the devil. I don't believe that. Some doctrines say it's possible. I, I don't believe that. It, it, goes against, it goes against what I read. God and the devil can, they cannot live in the same house. Light and darkness cannot be in the same place. 1 Corinthians 6.14. Let me show you. 1 Corinthians 
But a believer can be manipulated by demonic spirits. Can be influenced by demonic spirits. Look at First um, Corinthians six fourteen. Is it first or second? Or second? Sorry, Second Corinthians six fourteen. Second Corinthians chapter six, verse number fourteen. I'm almost done. Please bear with me. Thank you, Lord. Do not be equally yoked together with unbelievers. Don't come together with the unbelievers in simple terms. Oh, no, Lord, don't, don't take me there, Lord. Don't take me there. If you're going to keep them for an hour, they won't be happy with me if, I, if you take me there. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. In other words, don't come together with unbelievers. Not come together in person. Don't get into any agreement, into any contract, into any uh, 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 fellowship, into any with unbelievers. In agreement. Don't come in agreement. So, so you can't marry an unbeliever. It's, it's unbiblical. It's unscriptural. It's unscriptural. If you marry an unbeliever, you will deal with your father-in-law, the devil. I don't care how nice they are. I don't care. I don't care how cute they are. I don't care how good they sound. I don't care how much money they have. If they are not believers, leave them alone. Leave them alone. Pray for them. He says, oh, okay, I almost left what he said I must say. There are others in the church. They are believing, they are believing unbelievers. They, 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 they choose what to believe and what not to believe. They are selective. They are, their obedience is selective. No, no, oh, that, that, no, that, that is, that I agree, Lord. Uh, this one, uh, nyeke, nyeke, submit to my husband, nyeke, nyeke. But, 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 raise up my children in the ways of the Lord. Ah, no, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love my wife, as Christ love the church. Are you crazy, Lord? Must I die for her? You die for the church? I'm not going to die for the girl. No way, she's not my mother's child. No way. I'm not going to do this. Hmm? You know? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Selective obedience. Sometimes when you're under the anointing, but like as selective obedience. That's a guy. He says, For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? Whose lawlessness? Unbelievers. Lawlessness is sin. Righteousness is right standing, having equality with Jesus. Right standing with Jesus. So, what fellowship do you, who is righteous, with lawlessness? He calls unbelievers lawlessness, sin. He calls unbelievers sin. And what communion has light with darkness? He calls them darkness. What communion has light with darkness? Continue. And what accord? There's unity. Has Christ with Belial? Belial is the devil. What unity has Christ with the devil? And then he says, Or oh, what part has a believer with an unbeliever? You've got no part with them, he says. Continue. And what agreement? 
has the temple of God with idols. We spoke about idols that you guys, that Tobega went to. No, it's a program on TV. It's called Idols. Not that my baby's an idol, but she went to a program called Idols. Where is she? Where are they? Mama, where's your daughter? And where's her husband? And they're busy entertaining idols. Is this the word of God? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. You, when you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in you and I will walk among you. I will be your God and you will be my people. That's what he says about you. You. He says, you are his temple. He will dwell in you. He will walk with you and in you. He will be your God and you are his people. The next verse. So, therefore, come out from among them and be separate. Says Abi. Nope. Says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean. He calls them unclean. And I will receive you. He didn't say hate them. There's no way he said hate them. He didn't say don't be kind to them. There's no way he said don't be kind. He said don't do what they do. Don't agree with them. Don't talk like they talk. Don't think like they think. Don't walk like they walk. They walk in hatred. They walk in selfishness. Don't do those kind of things. Don't be part of those things. You are a child of God. You are separate. You are different. I'm in you. I walk in you. They are unkind. Don't be unkind. They are mean. Don't be mean. They are selfish. Don't be selfish. They are unloving. Don't be unloving. Don't be like that. That's not my nature. That's not your nature. They return evil for evil. Don't return evil for evil. Return evil for good. You do me bad, I do you good. You do me bad, bad, I do you good. You do me bad, 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 I do you good, 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 good. In fact, I must do more good than bad. I must outweigh your badness. Beat it. Is the word of God. This is how Jesus knows that you love him. This is how we prove to him that we love him. If we do what he says. Yes, I know. We may not be perfect in it. No, no, no. Next week. My word is not finished. We may not be perfect in it. I know. But if he sees the effort, if he sees the commitment, if he sees the right attitude, if he sees the willingness, you know when you see a child learning how to walk and they walk two steps and they fall and then you pick them up and they walk and they fall, they pick them up. They're trying, but they keep stumbling. They're trying, but they keep stumbling. And they're stumbling. But even though they're stumbling, they're busy stumbling forward. They're making progress in their stumbling. 
So you may try to walk in love and keep tripping. That's fine. Don't be, don't be hard on yourselves. As long as you're willing. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. As long as you're trying, as long as you're making effort, one of the things that you say, Lord, one of the things that you can do is, is to pray and say, Lord, help me to love. Put your love in me that I may show it to others. Help me be patient. Help me not always to want my way. Help me not to think of myself more highly than others. Help me not to look down on others. Help me to treat others the way you would treat them, the way you treat me. Help me to be like you. Amen, family? Come on, let's become Christians, man. Let's be believers. Let's be believers. Even in our marriages, let's be like that to one another. Kind, patient, forgiving, considerate. In our marriages. With our children. The first Bible our children will read is our conduct, our behavior as parents. So when they get to the Bible, they say, oh, this is what mom does. Oh, this is what daddy does. Let's show our children the Bible before they read it themselves. Amen? Amen, family? Praise God. Part three next week. We're cooking this thing. We want to be followers of Jesus. I ask people not to miss today. Do you think they missed a good word? Don't miss next week. Amen? Every head bowed and every eye closed.